Hello everyone, this is Marilyn Raffi and you just joined the Emotional Eating Podcast. A podcast where you will learn how to recognize your emotional hunger, your physical hunger and your emotions in general. And the aim is that at one point you will finally be able to say I am an ex-emotional eater. Hello everyone, so today I want to talk about a concept that's not really uh, focused on when people want to lose weight, but it's actually something really important for emotional eating. And it's about uh, being the one that takes care of everyone. So when you have to take care of everyone, you end up eating emotionally. But before that, if you enjoyed this episode and this podcast, I would love it if you could subscribe, share with a friend, or leave it com a comment. Okay, let's start off with the details of today's episode. And I want to discuss an important point, or it's if you want a disclaimer. I personally love taking care of others. I, I feel it brings a lot of joy. So I'm a proponent of that. However, when this comes at the price of your own well-being and when this is enforced from your inner voice uh, from what you learn from comments of others then the benefits um, so if you want the ratio benefit versus suffering is compromised and this will make you eat emotionally So why d does taking care of others make us eat emotionally? For many reasons. Some are very conscious, and if you want rational, logical, maybe not fully, fully conscious, but when you think of it, you're like, yeah, of course, it's logical. Some are very unconscious, and the mind sometimes wants to play tricks with us. So I'm going to discuss some that I have identified specifically for, from the most logical and conscious one to the most unconscious and deep ones. So the first one is because when you take care of others before yourself, you don't have energy to do that. You don't have, uh, you know, the you're not in the headspace to do it, but you're kind of forced. Uh, forced to do it, your level of happiness will be lowered. And what what the brain wants to do is to feel happy all the time as much as possible. So once the level of happiness is lowered, what you do is that you will go and eat uh, to, to feel better. For this, I re would really recommend you to go and uh, have a listen to the episode called The Emotions That Make Us Gain Weight and The Emotions That Make Us Lose Weight. I will link this episode in the show notes. And basically, the idea is that uh, if you think of, I, I keep talking about this uh, concept in many episodes, so if you've heard it uh, and sick of it, I'm, I'm sorry, but for me, it's kind of was life-changing. Think of your level of happiness now. Um, and for me now, it's around 6.5. Um, and think of um, the the number at which you would go and eat emotionally, which is usually around four. So when you, let's say, if you really have to take care of someone and you don't want to do it, uh, you're forced to do it, the level of happiness might drop to four. And then what you will do is go and eat, feel better straight away. And you want to do, usually we don't do something else to take care of ourselves, like 
I don't know, go have a nap or just sleep, like, I don't know, listen to music, go for a walk, leave the house, you know, especially if the house is chaotic and things like that. Why don't we do it? Because it's, I think in our society, it's kind of accepted to eat. You know, the people kind of make jokes around it. Oh, it's good for the soul. Oh, I love chocolate and things. So it's kind of well accepted. However, other things like, let's say you, if you're a mom and your kids are at home, they're doing tantrums and things like that. And if you have someone to help you, let's say uh, your husband or another caregiver, asking them to stay with the kids for 10, 15 minutes while you go outside for a walk in the park is kind of really frowned upon. It shows like you're really selfish. So we we, we don't really do it uh, very um, comfortably. A second reason I, I have identified, which is a bit more unconscious than the first one. So as I said, I'm going to the more and more unconscious ones is that actually eating will give you energy and we kind of let you take care of others. Although taking care of others usually is more on a mental level, so you don't need that much energy, still that's how the the brain perceives it. So I would find myself, for example, when my kids were very little and they would cry, I would find myself go and grab something to eat uh, to have just the energy to, to go and, like, I don't know, if they were newborn, just to take their take care of them. The third one, and even more unconscious reason why uh, we eat when you take care of others, it's actually we take care of others because we need love from them and we want to receive the love from them, but we're very scared to ask. So this is linked to codependency. I, I might do an episode on that. It's basically you do... S- you do something for uh, for someone so that it's a way of you asking to receive the same thing in return. So what happens is that usually we, we do that thing and we don't get anything in return because we people have like, they didn't even ask and we're just doing it. We don't get anything in, re- in return. We're disappointed. We're sad. We feel there is a big, a big uh, emptiness inside of us. So we want to fill this emptiness with food. So just think of it that way. Next time you do something for someone, ask yourself, why Why am I doing it? Is it to receive something? Or is it because genuinely I want to do it? Is it because they're forcing me? Or is it because I'm feeling guilt and things like that? And, and then this will make you feel um, closer to your inner self and ask yourself, what emptiness, what void do I want to fill deep down inside of me? And how can I give it to myself? I don't need to give myself the love via others or via the food. I can give it to myself in a different way. Um, so just just some food for thought. And fourth uh, reason that I identified, uh, which is last but not, but not least, it's a kind of deeply unconscious level, um, one of the reasons might be that you eat to kind of create a protective layer, like a barrier of fat, to give the message to people of, um, you know, saying, no, don't get near me, uh, you know, because you cannot say no yourself. It's hard for you. So you, you want your body to do uh, to do the work for you and to do the communication for you. I know this is a bit um, weird as a concept. Um, 
it's very unconscious and actually this concept has first been introduced to me in a book called uh, Fat is a Feminist Issue by Susie Orbach. I spoke about it in many episodes. This book was written in the 80s and is now like a whole revolution of how people see fat, people in the field of therapy. Because Susie Orbach, actually, she's um, a real pioneer and a reference in the therapy field. Like she's a therapist herself. And... I was actually had the chance, drum roll, I actually had the chance to interview her and uh, an episode will soon come with her discussing real um, issues and solutions of emotional eating from a therapy perspective and it's going to be published exclusively in this podcast. podcast. So for all those reasons and many more, uh, taking care of ourselves first is crucial to avoid emotional eating and then eventually lose a bit of weight if that's what you want. So how to do it? Step one is, again, self-awareness, self-awareness, self-awareness. Yes, I know you heard me saying it so many times, but self-awareness is the first step to healing and progressing. Uh, of course, it's not the only thing. Um, so uh, let, let's say, um, you know what, let me share a bit of my experience. I've been really focusing on my own self-awareness since almost two years with therapy, with coaching, etc. But still every week or more, I realize things about myself that still surprise me. You know, every time I realize something new, it is kind of a bittersweet moment. I feel, oh, again... When will I ever know myself fully? And then at the same time, I'm like, whoa, of course, this is why I'm behaving that way. And it opens a new door. So it's really important. However, it's not the only thing. Other things to do is, uh, importantly, is to choose people that make you feel good, that bring you energy rather than take energy away from you. And I will say something that might be triggering But this is what a lot of therapists say. If you are surrounded by toxic people, whether they're family or not, you need to distance yourself from them. Because otherwise, every step that you will take in your healing journey, in your self-development journey, will be followed by a backward step. So if your partner is toxic, if your parents put you in the middle of family drama, get some distance. I would suggest researching on how to do that in a, like to be fully prepared because people will have reactions and, um, and then I think it will be good, uh, progress in, in your self fulfillment journey. And I just wanted to make a note, uh, regarding family because I, I know that many psychologists say that our relationship with food is usually influenced by our mother or the maternal figure. Uh, so grandmother, it can be an aunt, it can be a sister or even a father that had the mother figure. So just think of that for yourself and try to understand where does, how was your um, maternal figure or your mother uh, behaving towards food and did you learn things from, from, from her? And I know this is a like a 
new concept maybe for some of you. So I just want to give some examples to see how our mothers or maternal figure modeled taking care of ourselves uh, and emotionally eating. Um, for example, if you feel that your mother never really took care of yourself and she was always putting others first, uh, so maybe that's what she modeled uh, because as kids we analyze and copy what our parents do. So maybe you would see her um, you know, taking care of others and then in, in going in the kitchen and just snacking uh, to just lift her, her mood up, things like that. Or maybe you had on the opposite, like say an aunt or an uncle that would put themselves first and you would hear your mom or your grandmother complain about how selfish they are uh, and things like that. So then you felt that putting yourself first was a bit selfish. So things like that will kind of make you think of what did what was modeled to me and what was the relationship uh, that my mother had with food. It could be the opposite. Maybe your mom never ate anything, was very controlling over food. So it's just food for thought. Another thing that you can do is... Um, once you've really analyzed, you, you did the self-awareness, you did the analysis, uh, you kept people that, you know, bring more energy close to you and the opposite a bit far from you. Now you can go to real action and ask your inner child what they really need when they actually go for emotional eating. So they took care of everyone. At the end of the day, they're like so tired. They want to eat to take care of themselves. But ask them, actually, what do you really need? Do you really need a hug? Do you want to go on a shopping spree with me? You know, not compulsive shopping, but just something cute and nice. Do you want to go for a massage? Do you want to go for sleep? Do you want to do what do you want? You know, put yourself at the center because no one, yes, no one will give you the love and the attention that you re that you need better than yourself. And I want to repeat it. No one will give you the love and attention that you want better than yourself. And a lot of us try to kind of fill or heal the relationship with our parents. Uh, through others so if you didn't get the love that you really wanted from your mother you might try to get it from others from partners from colleagues from friends but this won't help you're not going to get it you have to give it to yourself your inner adult has to give it to your inner child and just remember that actually if you give a lot to others it might be because you actually want to receive it from them so don't wait just start today for yourself So in conclusion, if you find yourself taking care of others more than taking care of yourself, stop and think, is it what you really want? Is it what you really deserve? And realize that taking care of yourself is not selfish. It will actually put you in a better mood. You won't need to compensate with emotional eating, uh, emotional eating. And chances are you will be filled so so much filled with love and satisfaction that you will want to share it with others, and everyone will benefit. Do it for yourself. Try to see if I take care of my myself first. I fill my inner, you know, uh, cup of water. My, you know, you, your inner cup, if you want. There will be so much inside that it will uh, go to others. And for the wishes today, may you challenge your limiting beliefs on being selfish. 
and may you replace emotional eating behavior with self-love practices.